so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a new podcast produced by DesignWorks Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, listeners. This is the week of July 15th. We hope y'all are having a awesome Monday morning. Joined here with Logan. What's up, man? I just realized we've never introduced ourselves on this podcast. For those, yeah, that, that's probably true. For those that might be wondering, I'm Jared, sitting in here with Logan. We're the guys who talk about the good news on this podcast. Yeah. We're just not introducing ourselves three episodes in. That's okay. I guess that's okay. Hey, well, hey, everybody. Hi, nice to meet y'all. <laughs> it's good to see, good to meet you guys. Yeah. I'm Jared. I'm Logan. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a segment of just like uh, quiet time. Quiet. Yeah. We just like I mean, sit that, quietly and meditate. That fits in with the good news. Yeah. Helps you uh, discover the good news. Mm-hmm. Move the distractions. The real good news. We have a ritual before this podcast that we do. Mm-hmm. Where we listen to beautiful music. Yeah. I would play it on the podcast, like on the uploaded track, but probably get in trouble. Yeah, we don't own it. Yeah. So, but yeah. That one, that last part of that song, though, when that gospel choir comes in. Yeah. And just echoey. Yep. And they're just killing it, and the music drops out, and it just goes acapella, and they're singing. Ugh. We just listened to the Chance the Rapper part on an ultralight beam. Oh, man. Kanye. It's great. Yeah, it's good. It's a good way to start the day, man. Hey, it's great to see you today. It's good to see you, too. You had a good day? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tired today, but I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm fighting for joy today. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. I've had a fight pretty hard this morning. Yeah. Had a, I woke up at, went to bed at like 2 o'clock last night. Woke up at six this morning so I could go to Lowe's. Thank goodness Lowe's opens at six. Woke up, went to Lowe's, got some uh, wooden stakes for our backyard so mm. I could stake in a temporary fence that I'm having to put up to keep our dogs in our backyard while we're out of town this weekend. So it was kind of an early morning with no sleep, and then I had to go outside, and it was somehow it was still it was already hot outside. Yeah, it's kind of muggy. Yeah, so. But I'm trying to fight through it. Yeah. Just the Lord Sauna. Yeah. Just and then straight into it. On on my way here. I just had a just had a little perspective change. I was trying to I was trying to think of the what's good when we get to when we get to that um segment. And I had a little perspective change when I was driving up here this morning. Good for you. Yeah. So it's, it's working. The yeah. journey's working. It's, it's kinda working. It's kinda working. So what's good in your life? Um a lot. A lot of things. Um, I'm alive. Sometimes that's where I have to start in the mornings. Just I woke up today, but I'm gonna get some great rest this weekend. And uh, next week's gonna be a great week. I have a lot of fun stuff coming up next week. But um, man, I think not to like try to promote our other podcast, but having that conversation uh, with Tyler Chaplin, the superintendent. Just brought me a lot of joy. Um, just like thinking about the amount of people out there that really are fighting to do something great and good and loving and caring for people. And it just, I think sometimes it's nice to um, just be reminded that there's a lot of people fighting for uh, great things. And so I was really encouraged to talk to him and get to hear his story and why he thinks the way he thinks. So, yeah, I think that's where my brain is today. I'm just like encouraged by people. Yeah. And it's easy to not be. So, um, I know that's a weird what's good in my life, but I think that's where my brain is today. Yeah. So just a couple tidbits of information for our listeners. We do upload this podcast on Monday, but we record it on Fridays. Sorry, I dropped the ball. Um, no, no, I already mentioned the weekend. So you might hear reference the weekend. But yeah, we, we record this on Friday, upload it on Mondays. Um, it's just easier for us, and it gives us uh, a time that we can actually sit down and... Um, be a little bit more intentional about this. You know what's cool about it too is that it's a good way to end the week mm-hmm. for for us. 
But I also go back, which is weird because I don't listen to any of our other podcasts really. Um, I go, I'll go back and listen to it. It's kind of like a refresher on Monday. Yeah. So it kind of covers both both gamuts. Yeah. So, so if you're super confused move. by me saying it's the week of July 15th and then you hear us talking about it being Friday. That's a good point. That's why. That's a very good point. So just, just, just a little uh, fill you guys in. We're, we uh, record on Fridays, upload on Mondays. Yeah, I. Uh, what's, what, I what's good with you? I kind of already mentioned. I had some frustrations this morning with man. Well, so I guess my original frustrations, and this this does not deserve a buzz because this, these frustrations are going to lead into um, play a big factor in my what's good. But my frustration started with I'm building this fence in our backyard um, because. My wife and I just recently moved into a house. I guess it's not that recent. We moved in December. House does not have a fence. We have two dogs. They like to stray off sometimes. So I'm trying to build a fence. And I promised my wife that I was going to have it done today before we leave to go out of town for the weekend. Yep. And I got home yesterday and I was like, I got one more step. I just got to put this wire on the fence and I'll be done. And I got home and I started doing it. And I thought it was going to be super easy. And uh, apparently it's not. And I'm like trying to like nail these staples in to hold the wire on. I just kept hitting my thumb with the hammer and I was just getting, I was getting frustrated. You didn't sound super, super frustrated happy when you called me. And then I was like, I'm just going to call my wife, tell her, Hey, I'm sorry for being a bad husband and breaking my promise, but I don't think I can get this done tonight. And she was super gracious. Like she always is. It's like, don't worry about it. I'm fine with it. I told you before I left that you didn't have to finish it. Um, so I then met you guys, but then I was like, I got to get something up to like keep the dogs in water out of town. So then just like the whole night, I was like, I'm going to have to wake up super early and go get steaks in order to put this temporary fence up. And I didn't go to bed till two. So I just woke up super frustrated on not very much sleep, just knowing I had to put up a temporary fence early in the morning. Um, but then when I was driving to work, I was like, man, I got a house. Mm. I took a shower this morning. Good I got you. I got water. I got a bed that I slept on last night, even though it was only for four hours. Yep. There's a lot of stuff I have that a lot of people in the world don't have. Yep. And it is a huge blessing. And it just took like that 10-minute drive to work to uh, just when I was more still not thinking about stuff that wasn't done just in my car by myself thinking so, man, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have the have the things that yeah. i have so that was a good a good little uh perspective change for me and you i think i think you already mentioned this we're going to the ranch this weekend yeah and for those who don't know who the what the ranch is it's a just an awesome getaway weekend one of our uh good friends parents own a spot that is kind of the best thing ever, and it's yeah. just uh, it's just a uh, place, to explain. It's just a place for us to relax, get a weekend away, and kind of enjoy each other. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, what do you think about? So you're talking about just like your perspective change this morning, like when you're holding when you're holding someone accountable or you're trying to help encourage them. It's hard, like when you show up you show up to work right, and everything's gone bad this morning, for me to be like, hey man. You have water and a bed. Yeah. You know, I wonder what that balance is on how you can like encourage people without, cause that, there's nothing worse than when you're not in a good headspace and someone's like, Hey, be grateful for what you have. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, bro, you got a bed. Yeah. Be happy about that. Cause everything that you said, if I were to say that to you, I feel like that would be offensive. Yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's a hard balance. I feel like it's just something you have to realize yourself yeah. because yeah, like, like you said, when people like approach you with it, and like, hey, why are you, why are you upset? You have a house and you yeah, have yeah. water. You have clean water you can drink. You have a bed. Yep. Be, be happy about that. Yep. Like, hey, just let me just let me have some room. Yeah. Be fresher for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like and whenever then, like, that that usually breeds the uh, the perspective change. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever you have like anxiety or fear, you tell somebody and they're like, just trust the Lord. Yeah. You're just like, hey. Yeah. Give me a few minutes. Yeah. So I just always think about that, like how to encourage people. And I think sometimes the most encouraging thing you can do is just set in their feelings with them. I mean, you don't have to get in the hole with them, but like, just be like, man, that, that does kind of stink. And like, just be there. 
because I think sometimes people just need to be able to get off their chest because most people, if they're somewhat of a positive person, will come back around. Yeah. I, kinda, I, I don't like that. I kind of need somebody to get, uh, like, actually get in the hole with me, like the, the fence post hole yeah, yeah. with me yesterday. I should have, and I apologize. I was that, was, that was super cheesy. You got a haiku? Let's move on. You got a haiku? I do have a haiku, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Happy hi-hi, a hi-hi, a haikus! Still love this? You ready for this? You proud of this one? Does it rhyme? Yeah. I, I, no, it doesn't rhyme. Okay. I, uh, I've i counted it 35 times, and so it might be wrong again. That's also, like what I'm most nervous about every also week. Also had some haikus banked back, and I wrote one last night at 1.30 while I was laying in bed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Okay, good. I think that's what you're supposed to do. It doesn't really well. I I don't know. We'll see. All right, you hit me first. Okay. I spent too much time on trying to make this deep electricity. <laughs> that ties in perfectly because we're blessed with ele- electricity at our houses. We just got done talking about that. I spent too much time electricity on trying to make. On the on okay, I spent too much time on this trying to be deep electricity, and how I found that last word was I just googled five. words with five syllables. Uh, that's, that's it. Didn't matter what the word was. I was gonna pick one. That's the beauty of haikus. You yeah. can you can just throw a line or a word in there at the end. That's so that's what and I struggle with. Yeah, is that I it it feels goofy, and I think that I like want it to be deep or serious, and I'm realizing that. It's better for me sometimes just to like just be silly. And yeah, so that was w- good for me. I will warn you that both of my, so well at least one of my headlines, well probably all my headlines today in the happy headline section are not going to be necessarily like the uplifting, inspirational, happy headlines. They're just gonna they're just headlines that I thought were kind of funny, which is, which is convicting to me because I think that I need that more because I'm trying to be too serious. Like when I start thinking about this stuff, I get really deep and I think that I just need to have fun. Yeah. I really do. And so yeah. thanks for doing that. Yeah. Haiku me. All right. Here we go. This is uh, my haiku from 1.30 in the morning. Laying on my beautiful mattress, being frustrated at a fence. Here we go. Baseball playing birds. They play outside the chalk lines. They call it foul ball. Run it back. Baseball playing birds. They play outside the chalk lines. They call it foul ball. Gang, gang. You get it? Because foul. I like it. You like it? You like I, a, lo- I, I love like, it. You like a little wordplay? I like it. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking about birds playing baseball while I was laying in bed last night. It tells, tells you what kind of brain space I was in. I think the only bad part about that is I wanted it to keep going. Yeah. I was excited. I thought it was, I was just like... Sometimes maybe those things like draw me in. Maybe I'll just write some follow up haikus and they're all connected. Is it a haiku if you do five seven five and then just keep going? And then do another five seven five five seven five? Or is that just a poem? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not a haiku I'm not a haiku expert. I just enjoy them like one at a time. Maybe three but, haikus make one three haikus together can just make one big haiku. But I think it would be a cool idea to have separate haikus that are all tied together and turn it into one big haiku. I'd like so, to see people freestyle haikus. Ooh. Like how people like freestyle. Maybe that's how we should start doing it. Yeah, that's not, dude, the amount of time it takes me to count, There's, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Not a gift. But I love that one, man. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. I was trying to work in the, them being foul and the foul ball and I don't know. So that's what I came up with. You nailed it. That's yeah. perfect. Well, that's happy haikus. Thanks for sharing yours with me again. Hey, thank you. We're getting pretty good at haikus. It's it's actually really fun for me, and I thought I was going to dread it, and I enjoy it. Well, good. I'm glad you do. It's very fun. So thanks for thinking of that. Did you bring some headlines? I brought some headlines. Let's do it. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. I can't remember who mm-hmm. went first last time. I think I did. So is it me? Yeah. Or do you want to go first? This is your show. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I'm just kind of feeling it right now. Good. So this first one, like I said, these these headlines aren't like the inspirational, uplifting. They're just I just thought they were kind of funny. Good. Yeah. I don't know. We call this happy headlines, and um, but I think 
happy headlines can also be just funny, goofy headlines. Yeah. They don't have to be about somebody sacrificing themselves in order to serve somebody. No. Every single time. No. I think that's I think that's very true. I think it's like whenever we're all hanging out and we're all roasting each other and stuff and like you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Like just that laughter is yeah. what everything's after. And so I'm, I think that's a good thing. I'm sure some people won't find this funny, but I thought it was funny. Am I so, going to think it's funny? Um, I, th- I think I think you might. Okay. And it's probably it's probably just my lack of sleep thought this was kind of funny. So I don't know. This might not land. It might. Who knows? Who cares? We'll see. But the headline is a very common bathroom habit is having horrifying impact on your bathroom. So to start this off. First off, this is a perfect headline for you. <laughs> to start this off, I do have a personal question for you. Okay. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Oh, I guarantee I'll answer. But do you urinate standing up? Yes. Okay. So do I. Okay. So this this <laughs> this headline is all about there was a new study done about men who urinate standing up and the amount of splashback <laughs> that comes off the toilet when they stand up and pee. Um and it like started off and they like were just surveying men and asked them like why why do you urinate standing up? And the most common answers were that men claim sitting down feels unmanly and that sitting down is too time consuming. <laughs> Dude, I kind of, to be completely honest, I kind of feel like I would answer both of those the same way. Like, how, <laughs> are they like timing themselves? Like, all right, I'm going to try standing up and urinating this time. And the next time I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. And those two extra seconds that it takes to sit down. How productive is your day? If that's the piece to the puzzle, you're like, oh, no, no, I gotta, I can cut time here. Yeah, but the, uh, the thing, <laughs> what, what I found funny was, I feel like the study, <laughs> like, went into way too much detail. Like they, this was like a serious study, and they like have stats and and stuff. And I just thought it how uh, I just thought it was super funny how much detail they went into this. So here's here's some of the stats. Seven out of ten men said they prefer to urinate standing up. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. So during this during the study, they they called it urination simulations, and they <laughs> they like based all their study off of this average flow rate. Oh my gosh! Of urine, and it was twenty milliliters per second for ten seconds. Okay. So they're basing their study off the urination flow rate of 20 milliliters per second for 10 seconds. I don't know how they calculate that exactly, but somehow they did. <laughs> One of the quotes, while conducting each simulation, <laughs> the team shines an ultraviolet light on the scene and watched in horror <laughs> as normally unseen drops of urine flew around the room. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just urine flying everywhere. We're talking ceiling. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. They can. So their study showed that most urine droplets found uh, to splash at least thirty-six inches from the toilet, covering the walls, the sink, and then it got into most people have a toothbrush on their sink that's within thirty within that that splashback area. So most people don't know it. But their toothbrush probably has some urination splatter on it. Eighty-six um, percent of people surveyed said they don't regularly clean those areas. Oh, and twenty-five percent said that they had a toothbrush located within the thirty-six inch distance. Okay, I don't. <laughs> um, so a couple more quotes: with a healthy adult going for a wee up to eight times per day, and many opting to. F- to finish relieving themselves with a shake. Oh my gosh. You can imagine just how much unseen urine builds up in the bathroom in the space of just 24 hours. And to add injury, injury to insult, 31% of men said they aim their pee at the back of the toilet bowl, which I do sometimes, believing this would help, when actually it was found to produce more splashback than any other technique. So the summary from the, uh, the conductors of the study, which I don't know who... Uh, got commissioned to do this study, or if there's just something that they were they were interested in, they did it themselves. But their summary was: you probably know it. 
more men should try uh, sitting while urinating. And they said, when we simulated a man's seated urination, they were significantly fewer splashes, and they were confined to the underside of the front of the toilet seat in the front rim. And the guy. And the guy. But not not over the wall. Yeah. Not, not on the sink. Not <laughs> yeah. on toothbrushes. They aren't splashing 36 <laughs> inches out of the toilet. This, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Somebody actually did that study. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. First off, some of the great things in there. The word we, we yeah. as a grown man, is amazing. I think this and I respect it. I think this might have been like a British publication the, yeah. that did this. It sounds right, and it's a great word. I forgot the, the name of the team that did the study, but it was, it was in there. The urination <laughs> simulation. Urination simulate 20 milliliters per second for 10 seconds. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder what that flew like. My for, problem, for my weight, my problem like. is that when I actually go to the restroom of my house, I stand on the sink and then pee. <laughs> so I'm probably getting more than well, thirty six inches. I'm probably getting seventy two. Yeah, because I'm I'm up at, at you know around eight feet in the air. So it, by releasing the study, they probably just turned this into a competition for men. Like, can I increase my flow rate to make the splash go outside of thirty six inches? Yeah. Can I also go a little too far and give you two reasons why? I would say in a normal week, this is probably too much information. A normal week, I probably like actually go to the bathroom in the toilet, like standing up twice in my house only, because I will otherwise do it in the shower. I'm showering mm-hmm. or outside. I wonder what the the splashback rate is in the shower. <laughs> probably a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 That's an amazing study. I, I, I pee outside in the backyard a lot when I let the dogs out now. Now that you read that study, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I got to go outside. Hopefully, my wife doesn't listen to this episode, or she's going to be monitoring my urination. Yeah, and she's definitely moving her toothbrush. Jared, are you standing up or sitting? Yeah. See ya. Bye. All right. Anyways, I love that. Yeah. What do you got? That just made me really happy. I'm just really happy that somebody that pe- a team of people uh, committed a lot of their life to that. Which, begs, time. which begs the question: Why? Why are urinals a thing? If that's I that's, guess that's gotta be different. Though. I guess I guess when you go to the stall, though, like I go to the stall and still stand up and pee. Yeah, I, I don't do know. too. I guess I don't that doesn't change anything. Anyways, yeah. yeah. What do you? Great got? way to kick it off. Um. Uh. Yeah, I didn't. Mine aren't as good as yours now that you've done yours. Um. But. Jaden Smith. Uh huh. The man, the myth, celebrated his twenty-first birthday. He's only twenty-one. Yeah. Um. If you don't know who Jaden is, he is the son of Will, and is it Jada? Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Will Will Smith, Jada I Pinkett. I don't know. If, I don't know if you have to say both names or if you can just call her Jada. But and always, also the always brother of Willow. Yes. So they're a pretty dope family. But he celebrated his 21st birthday. And uh, basically what he did was he started a food truck called the I Love You Restaurant. And he put on his Instagram, posted out kind of the picture of the truck. And what they did was they went to Skid Row. And they just handed out free vegan meals what, to the homeless people. What is Skid Row? Um, it's a it's like a homeless. Uh, it's like a, a pretty tough neighborhood. Okay. Um, and so they just yeah they just rolled in and gave away free vegan meals to um, all the homeless people. And that's how he that's how he chose to celebrate his twenty first birthday. Wait, so he. He created this food truck just for just for this day? No, I think that because um, towards the end of the article, it kind of talks about how, uh, like he says, I'll be on the lookout. You know, we're going to be out here more. Um, and the, the truck's really cool. I don't know if you can see this, but it's an all oh, yeah, it's an cool. all just all black truck. And it just says, I love you restaurant. Oh, that is real cool. And so what was cool in his post, he said, the I love you restaurant is a movement that is all about giving people what they deserve. Healthy vegan food for free. Today we launched our first one-day food truck pop-up in downtown LA. Keep a lookout because this is the first of many. You know who he needs to team up with? Uh, what's your, his your name? Your boy, uh, what's his name? Michael Platt? Yeah. The, the baker, the 13-year-old baker? We should connect them. They should hook up. Dude, that, that, I just was super encouraged by, um, first off, also his Instagram post almost has, almost has a million likes. Golly. Um. But yeah, man, like really, 
especially with someone like that who could probably do whatever they wanted to do. And he's a pretty different cat, um, I think, in a good way, um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. He also has some of the greatest tweets of all time. Yep. Um, kind of different and insightful and then just different. But, um, yeah, man, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. I don't love – I love – I mean, obviously, you can be vegan or not vegan. I don't think that's relevant. But I think it's cool that, like, he's like, we're going to make great food because they deserve that. And so that's just a big thing. Like, his whole movement being built around, like, providing for people. And uh, I don't know, man. There's just some, something about the simplicity behind it that just kind of, like, when I was reading it, especially with somebody with that much money, yeah. it's probably easy to, I mean, I'm sure this didn't break the bank for him, but to take the time to say, hey, we're going to, like, commit to this. Yeah. I thought that was a cool one. And especially since he did it for his 21st birthday. I know, man. Most people, like, 21st birthday is associated with just getting buckets of jungle juice yeah, yeah, yeah. and partying because yeah. you're, you're 21. Yeah. And you can drink now. Beer pong. This dude just smearing off. This dude just creating a food truck and going to serve serve people for his birthday. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was just uh, it was super cool. It said, uh, I also didn't know as much about him, but it said uh, this is not the first time that Jada Peekett and Will Smith's son made headlines for charity work in March Jaden's foundation also he has a foundation um, collaborated with a church in Flint Michigan in order to deploy various water filtration systems mm. so I don't know man Dang. I think being that young and especially being in that like celebrity world yeah to have that mindset she's been in his whole life yeah because it seems like his dad. dad it seems like will like some of the stuff he puts out it seems like he's really grounded and uh, a pretty good cat um, but yeah, I can't imagine what it would be what it would be like to grow up in that world, and and be any like remotely grounded, and not just be always off the rails. Yeah, and so yeah, good for him. Yeah, good super job. dope, man. Good job, Jaden. All right, so my my next ones are going to be they're going to be joint ones. They aren't related at all, but they're just going to be super short ones. So I, I went ahead and got two other ones. First one, Mulan. There, uh, Disney is releasing a live action uh, Mulan to continue their live action themes. Can I so, can I ask a um, what's going to make me look dumb question? Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain what live action means? No. Okay. I just know that. <laughs> so the so, the review I saw the one re- review I've seen of Lion King so far, the new live action Lion King. So I guess I guess it just means it's not animated. I have no idea. Okay, so I think. Okay, just continue. But anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the one review I've seen that I saw of Lion King so far is that it was like way too much. What is it? What is that thing called? Way too much uncanny valley. Is that what it's called? Where it looks yeah. like you can tell it's like fake, but it kind of looks real, so it kind of creeps you out. So there's like way too much of that. Um, but these, yeah, these clips, by the way, I don't know if you can see this, but this is from the Lion King. But just like looking at what it used to look like and mm-hmm. then what it looks like now, I mean, those look like they're are those, real lions. Are they? Are they real lions? I mean, look. No, that one's not. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that. I mean, that's the clips. That's Dang, unreal. That's crazy. But yeah, just for all you people who enjoy the old Disney movies that are now being released in live action, um, we, my wife and I, went and saw the Aladdin one. It's super nostalgic and awesome. So. I'm excited about this Mulan one. It's expected to be released March 27th, 2020. So just for all you people who are nostalgic about your Disney movies, you got another one to look forward to. And then my, my second real quick one is, the headline is, Boy, four, four years old, secretly drives great grandpa's car on mission for sweets. So this dude, this four-year-old uh, little guy... <laughs> He stole his grandfather's keys, jumped into his SUV, and drove more than a mile de- during rush hour traffic to a gas station to get some candy for himself. <laughs> and it's, he made it to the gas station? In the, in the article, it said no one was hurt, but the car and some mailboxes were damaged. Um, this happened in Minnesota. The young driver also had a small bump with a tree leaving behind a part of the car's front bumper in a neighbor's garden. But yeah, apparently he like climbed up on his granddad's walker and was able to, <laughs> to get his keys from there. And it said he like, he's just super good at observing people and he observed people driving cars, I guess. And like got his keys, got in the car, backed it out of the driveway. And first off, how do you do that? I have no idea. 
how do you how do you know to reverse and then at some point he shifted gears because he yeah. made it a mile. Yeah, he made it a mile. Just and only he only hit a, a couple mailboxes and a tree. How are you touching the gas and brake? <laughs> I have and no idea. How impressive is that? That's super impressive. Well, this dude was just on a mission to get him some candy. I bet you this kid later in life is going to be unreal. If you can oh, observe yeah. people and learn that way at that age, ugh, yeah, you're gonna be a problem later. Yeah. You're gonna be great. I don't know if I could walk when I was four years old. Oh, you? I probably could. No, you were you were hitting dingers at that oh, point. Yeah, I was probably hit, already hitting dingers. Yeah, I love that. That's crazy. That'd be luckily he's fine and no yeah. one was hurt. It said like the police, <laughs> the police saw him, and I guess like stopped the situation before before it got too bad. But yeah, rush hour and he gets his keys. Gets did he in, get back, backs out. I don't know. I would bet you he didn't. There's I think no I, I think they stopped him before he got to the gas station. Okay. So apparently he knew what gas station he was going to and everything. That's so crazy, yeah. man. Sold, sold his keys, backed the car out of the driveway, during rush hour traffic, was on his way to get him some candy from the gas station. Very impressive. Yeah. I love that. Yep. That's great. All right, my last one um, was a... This made me super happy. And so basically there's a girl um, with uh, with autism that has this dress that she loves. It's like this gray dress and it's got like this heart on it and it's like a rainbow heart. It's like all these colors is really beautiful. But she, um, the her mom, this is like the only thing she wants to wear. And so her mom's like, we need to, they're trying to find another one. And it's from a certain company called Next. Um, their Instagram's at Next, Next. Official. Um, that's the first thing I thought when I was the TV show. Um, but, but her friend, the mom's friend, uh, tweeted out and just kind of said like, Hey, um, I'll read the tweet just so I don't butcher it. Like I'm friends, autistic daughter only wears this dress. Don't judge. Sometimes people can't cope with certain stuff and it doesn't matter. And the grand scheme of things, um, does it question is, does anyone have this at next official dress? From three years ago in an age 11 plus and if so can we buy it from them so she just tweets that out and then everybody comes and tries to figure this out everyone's trying to find this dress uh, people were all over ebay trying to find it um, somebody like had tweeted and said hey i'll try to recreate the dress for you um and then uh, a bunch of people had it but they had it in like size 12 so it wasn't the right size so everyone's trying to find it and then what was cool was the company saw this, and so they reached out and just kind of said like, "Hey, we don't make that anymore, but we'll reach out to like our how we do like our warehouse and see if maybe we can figure out um, if we can recreate the dress." Um, but what what really got got me was um, this little girl um, found found the tweet, or her mom found the tweet, and uh, had the had the dress, and she was like, "I want her to have it," and so. Um, she sent it, and so the, the final tweet was, um, it's a little small, but my friend's daughter can wear it at home, meaning that her other one she can wear when she's out and about. And, the, uh, and then the most amazing tweet, uh, stop the clock. Um, a girl has found it, and uh, she wants her to have it. And so this girl right here yeah. sent it to her. Jeez. Had the dress, there's the dress, sent it to her, and so she got to have another dress. But it was just super cool because they were talking about how much like it restored their faith in humanity. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Because how easy but, is it to just if you're sitting in the room with somebody and you hear that story, you're gonna want to help. Mm-hmm. But it's easy like on a tweet just to scroll past the tweet and be like, uh, she, yeah, someone needs a dress. Like I'm not gonna waste my time. But all these people that had no affiliation, had no idea who they were, were trying to create the dress. They were like searching the internet trying to find this dress. And they never found the perfect one, but this—I mean, this little girl loves this thing, and now she has it. Yeah, the the amount of investment that people had to have in that in order for like that story to get to the company, and then to also reach probably one of the few people in the world that actually had that dress. Yep, it took a lot of investment from people who didn't even know the people who just saw that they this would have like made somebody's yep. day, and they were willing to invest in it, mm-hmm. whether it's. It doesn't take, like, with social media, it doesn't take a whole lot to invest now. Maybe it's just a retweet. Maybe it's, like, actually doing some investigative work and seeing if you can um, find the company who made it and send them a story. 
sometimes all it is is a retweet, but you're yeah. still you're still helping somebody out. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. The lady that was tweeting it out, um, her Twitter handle is at Deborah Price One. Um, yeah, she reached out and the the company tried to help. Everybody tried to help. Um, and they got her the dress. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And she said it was cool that the company really was actually is, is there a picture of her wearing the dress? Um, there is. She just looks super stoked. Yeah, look at her. Uh, She's cute, man. Yep. I guess that's her brother. And they're standing in this like First off, ginormous tree then carved out. Yeah, she just loves this dress, and that's all she wants to wear. So wear it. Get you another one and rock it. Yeah. And she's rocking it. So, yeah, for some reason, I got, like, real emotional reading this story last night. Yes. Yeah, it's super cool. That took – it's probably one of those things that that mom, like, wanted super bad for her daughter, but she might have thought it was far-fetched, and then just people came through for her. I know, man. Got it done. Yeah, and also shout out to um, the other girl who had the dress yeah. and then was willing to part yeah. ways with it because, I mean, maybe that's a small thing to give up, but it's still giving something up for someone yeah. else that you don't know. So and honestly, you give it up, and then you may never get a thanks, which I think, oh, she did, but, like, she just did it to do it to make this girl's day. Yeah. It, was, it was might have been a small thing to her, but it was a huge thing for the other girl. Yeah, and for the family, and I don't know, yeah. man. I think that I think we underestimate. Um, it's easy to say how bad the world is, but people are good. Yeah, There's some great people. People are always willing to help. And that's if I've learned anything since like initially starting to look for good headlines four years ago. Most a lot of the headlines are about people like trying to help people they don't even know, trying to yep. impact their life in a positive manner. So. That's a lot of the stories I found in, like when I started doing this for Emily four years ago, and as as we picked it back up now, a lot of it is people loving other people that they might not necessarily even know. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, here we go. Let's move on to, for goodness sake. I transitioned to that super bad. No, you didn't. It was great. Trying to find the button here. I'm on it. There we go. That delayed I buzz. Th- I don't think you deserve that, but um, will you explain for the people what this section is again? So for goodness sake, this is a section where we look for stories that have a like negative element, but we try to find the positive in it. Yeah. Um, and we like, when we originally thought of the segment, we we like we don't want to downplay like or write off any like situation that is bad in people's lives because we we know it's like there are certain stories and certain circumstances that like you you might not be able to find good in it yeah and we don't want to discount like the grief people feel or um, the emotions people feel in certain uh, circumstances but this is just kind of our way of like trying to dig out some good and what otherwise might be a negative circumstance. Yep. So that's what this, uh, this whole segment's about. So my, my headline, the headline is, Oh, I'm still on, <laughs> I'm still on the bathroom one. Got to get off of that. that one again. Yeah. It's, it's not the bathroom one. Um, it is this half. This is, a uh, kind of amazing. The headline is Cleveland Clinic delivers the first baby in North America using a uterus transplanted from a deceased donor. What? Yeah. That, just the headline. 2019, man. Just the headline is amazing. But so the negative part of this, there is a there's like two sides that are that are a bummer in this story. And it's one that obviously somebody died yeah. in order to because that's like how the whole uterus transplant works. It works off um, somebody that had died and they yeah. took their uterus. Um, so, and then also the, the like next of kin to the deceased person has to give consent um, for them to transplant the uterus. So obviously that's a bummer that, and I think the stipulation for the transplanted uterus is the person had to be like 18 to 40 um, and have a healthy uterus. So, that's a pretty young person to yeah, die. That's tough. So 
that's a bummer. And then also the the other uh, kind of bad thing, not kind of bad thing, super bad thing, is that the person receiving the transplant has to have like a, it's called a uterine factor infertility. So it's like a, um, they're either born without a uterus or have lost their uterus. Okay. So they might be wanting to start a family to have a baby, but they can't. So that's a, okay. that's a tough yeah, yeah. On situation both sides. to be in. Yeah. On both, both sides. Um, but the fact that this is even possible is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. To like, me. and it kind of went through the process of transplanting a uterus. Um, so you have to, there's also stipulations for the, the woman receiving the, the uterus and she had to be like a certain age range and she had to have this uterine factor infertility. Um, but they basically do IVF. So they retrieve eggs, fertilize eggs, and then they find like a deceased donor, get consent from the next of kin. Um, the uterus is then transplanted into the woman with the, this uterine factor infertility. Um, after the transplant, the uterus usually heals around six months after the transplant. So you kind of have to wait a little bit for the uterus to heal and for the surgery and everything or the, yeah, the surgery to, to heal and everything. The IVF continues. The pregnancy is monitored. So then they um, continue with the IVF. The, they, I might sound super ignorant ignorant because I don't know exactly how IVF works, but they put the fertilized eggs into the, um, woman who is receiving the uterus, the pregnancy is monitored and then the baby is delivered uh, by a C-section. And then the donor's uterus is removed from the person receiving the transplant after one to two births. So yeah, the, 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 what? Yeah. It's, and I probably sounded super ignorant trying to run through how the whole process works. No, it made sense. I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough to even understand how that's even possible. But, yeah, it's, like, obviously it's a bummer that this person who probably wanted to have kids found out that she couldn't have kids, whether yeah, it's yeah. because she didn't have a uterus, she was born without a uterus, or lost her uterus somehow. And then science, technology, yeah. and everything, like, advancing to the point where they can transplant a uterus, give this person new hope, and then she has the first live baby that's crazy from this transplant so they, they take America. this transplanted uterus mm -hmm. and they put it in this woman mm -hmm. she has a baby she mm -hmm. have a couple babies and they take it back out mm -hmm. that is unbelievable yeah to be able to to have a baby yeah yeah 2019 man yeah it's it's, it's, it's nuts. amazing doctors and scientists to get to this point yeah some i can't imagine like that to me makes no sense i i, I can't imagine how emotional it would be for that person who was told that Hey, you aren't ever going to be able to have kids. Yeah. And then for her to find out that she can have a uterus transplanted and then it goes through and it actually works and yep. she births a kid. Yeah. And I've, she now has a child. But then I also can't um, like imagine the emotion like the next of kin saying like consenting to give, give away just um, I guess donate their loved one's uterus yeah. and then s hopefully they're around to like see this baby born. Yeah. To get to be a part of that process. Yeah. Cause I've, I've heard of that. Like with like, um, I remember watching those videos of like when someone would get like a heart transplant mm -hmm. and then like the loved one of the person who, um, uh, had passed away, they would come and they'd like get to put their hand on the person's heart and like feel their heartbeat again. Yep. I, I just weep yeah, every those, time. But like to see, this is a whole different evolution of that to see yeah. like a, a human life be born because your loved one um, was able to donate their, their uterus. That's yeah. unreal. That's incredible. That's a lot of uh, pain. So a lot of, a lot, a lot of pain on both sides, but then it led to life. Yeah. Sacrifice, so, man. Yeah. It literally, it literally took somebody dying to bring that life into the world. Yep. It's a pretty cool mirror. It is. I like that one, man. 
My, mine is uh, um, a little dicey. Um, and so there was a, a woman. Uh, she's from Minnesota. She's there with her two kids. They were there. She's from Minnesota and she went to Chicago with her two kids. Her boyfriend went on um, some trip. And so they went to Chicago and they were hanging out um, at the Navy Pier. And um, three people got stabbed while they were there. And so the story, I had to read this like three or four times because I was having trouble comprehending exactly how it all played out. But basically they're, they're on the pier and she sees this guy um, yelling and he's like waving his arm and he's just like gushing blood. He's been stabbed and um, obviously not great. And I think the um, other two that were stabbed were not like incredibly injured, but I think they were like 14 years old. Dang. Like young kids. And so... This guy's just like leaking. I mean, just bleeding out. And uh, she's a nurse. And so she kind of just goes into to work mode. She makes sure first that her kids are okay. Like that they're not like in harm's way. And then she starts like processing like, okay, do we have, do, like she's like forgotten the moment. Like do my kids even have a belt on? Like do I have something that I can like wrap around this guy's arm to stop the bleeding? And so she eventually gets to this guy. And uh, she, the quote was like, she said, all of a sudden I hear, oh my God, um, I turned to my right and there was a guy standing upright, waving his arm all around. Um, he wasn't saying much, but his left arm was gushing blood. He's bleeding profusely. Um, uh, you know, police said the man was one of three that were stabbed during a fight outside the pier at 10 p.m. Um, the other two were 14-year-old boys uh, that were not seriously injured. Um, but yeah, she found out, she made sure her kids were okay. And then... She went over there and started to help the man. And so, but another guy walks up during all of this and it, not to make light of this, but he, it said he had a piece of fabric. I was like trying to figure out like a, and, a piece of fabric, a piece of fabric, oh, a piece of fabric. Um, so I don't know what he was holding, but um, they, they took, they had to like restrain the man to be able to even tie his arm up. And while they were making this tourniquet for him, he kept going in and out of consciousness like he was just kind of going out. So she was like checking his pulse, make sure he's good. But he regained consciousness and then he pulled a knife out uh, on the officers. The guy who got stabbed did? Yeah. And that's where I got really confused. But so he's coming in and out of consciousness. She's like trying to take care of this guy and, uh, you know, just trying to like one, make sure our kids are okay. And then the police get there and then he pulls a knife on them. They ended up kind of arresting him. Um, but the cool part in all of this is that um, she saved this man's life. Yeah. And she went into mode. She didn't ask questions. She made sure her kids were okay. And uh, I thought I thought it was kind of cool that, like, she said, like, for, like, days and weeks after that, her kids um, are just, like, constantly talking about their mom being a hero. Dang. That's cool. And helping this guy. And so, um, obviously not a great scenario. Yeah. I mean, especially 14-year-olds being involved in any kind of altercation and there being a knife involved. Um yeah, this woman and some great citizens just came to the aid of this guy. They had to hold him down and then stop the bleeding, and uh, they kept him alive. And so cool. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's real cool. And they they, they like – so it sounded this, like this guy – so the guy, just to clarify, the guy who got stabbed pull, pulled a knife yeah, yeah, on yeah. the police. So that's where I got really confused because it, it – the articles I was looking at, it was confusing because I didn't know if someone had walked up. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. But it's the guy yeah. who was stabbed. But the, yeah, by them like stepping up, and I'm sure that was a super frantic situation. It's not, yeah, a, yeah. It's not a situation you like wake up and like, oh, I'm probably going to see a guy that was stabbed, and I'm going to have to find something that I can save him with. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you like prepare for necessarily. Um, but the fact that they were there, stepped up, like made it happen, save the guy. Although he pulled a a uh, knife out on the police got arrested and they gave him an opportunity to change his life. Whether that's him like finding something if he ends up behind bars or what, but yeah, then saving this guy, he's, he's got a new, got a new lease on life. Yeah. I think it's cool that even, I mean, again, like you said at the beginning of this segment, like we can't always find the good and stuff. I mean, there's, there's definitely situations that, um, as a whole, like we don't want to make light of, Mm Mm-hmm. But, and the, this isn't a light situation either, but I think that there's just so much beauty in the midst of chaos when people step up to say yep. like, hey, um, I don't know, because you think about like nurses and stuff, 
when some of these like mass shooters or these people that like murder people get injured and they go to the hospital, yeah. like, the nurses and doctors treat them as it's a just patient. Like they'd be a normal patient. Yeah. Yeah. They might be in handcuffs, but they're going to do everything in their power to save them. And yeah. I think that they're, um, I think it's easy for us to just always like play the role of judge and say who should be helped and who shouldn't. Yeah. But there's people that like, this is our job, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. So That's she was cool. off duty, but uh, took care of this guy. Oh, so she, she was a nurse. She was sorry. Yes. Okay. Some, somehow missed. I didn't part. read the headline. So she probably, she probably does. Away. She probably is prepared for that every day when she wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is what she does. Okay. So somehow I missed that part. No. Yeah. I, I might've said it, but the headline is nurse comes to aid of Navy peer stabbing victims. Um, security and I were trying to hold him down to get a tourniquet on him. Cool. That was the headline. Cool. Well, you're about to have to, you need to get out of here because you got something somewhere to be at 11. Yeah. Very important meeting. Um, haircut. But yeah, we just, we still haven't launched this last segment. We want to launch one more segment for our listeners. So, um, if you have anything, we actually had, I actually had a, uh, listener by listener. I mean, my wife send me in a headline. Oh, that's cool. Her headline was a Missouri suspect was hiding from a police. A loud fart gave him away. <laughs> um, yeah, if you, if any of our listeners. <laughs> Dude, he got busted. He farted. Burp? That's the best. Uh, yeah, any. <laughs> Where is he? There he is. Kevin. Do you, th- do you think they follow the sound or the scent? Yeah, I don't know, but I just, can you imagine like the tense moments of trying to find this guy? And then you just hear, <laughs> Kevin, was there that you? It's like, no, there he is. <laughs> He's just laying down. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, if any of our listeners have any, if you've uh, come across any headlines that um, you think are funny or any uplifting, inspiring headlines. That's the best headline. You can, that the, yeah, you can the send, Lord squeeze that man to get more. You can send them in to us at listen to the good at gmail.com. We'll uh, really, uh, create some different avenues for y- y'all to get into contact with us. But yeah, if you come across any headlines or if you have any stories about your life, about the life of people in your lives, whether it's somebody at the grocery store, somebody at the home improvement store, somebody you think that needs to be celebrated, send those stories into us and we will fe- feature them in a new segment that we hope to release sometime soon. Yeah. I'm so about that. any stories, any headlines that y- y'all come across, just send them to us at listen to the good at gmail.com. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. We hope y'all have a great week. Find the good. And yeah, as you go through this week, we urge y'all be on the lookout for the good. Come on.